मोहित so hello and welcome everyone to excite on podcast series where we bring startup founders industry leaders to share their journey as well as their understanding of the startup ecosystem so today we have uh, the co-founder of stratsy mohit bandari so welcome mohit hey hi gopal happy to be here cool so we'll just start off with uh, can you introduce yourself with your schooling and work experience to the viewers Sure, sure. So I was born in uh, Baroda, uh, right? I was born in Gujarat. Then uh, did some of my schooling uh, in Faridabad, where I was, uh, where I was, you know, kind of just entering into science, uh, technology, and all. I was trying to learn more about that. After that, I got, um, I got my degree, my engineering degree from Bechpalani Goa campus. So I moved to Goa, was there for four years. uh and uh, so I, i did my engineering in electronics and instrumentation and my msc chemistry it was a in dual integrated program that did at petskova and this is when i kind of got into stock market right there was a finance club there where our, uh, our seniors used to teach us about stock markets we used to teach our juniors about stock markets and i eventually went on to lead the club there and that is how i got into finance stock markets and all then i worked for a us based hedge fund as a quantitative researcher where my primary work was to you know make quantitative trading strategies for the us european markets uh now i had some experience in quantitative research and at the same time we were thinking of building this startup and i wanted to get some product experience right so at the same time i was working uh, after that i worked with mudrix uh, which is a crypto based startup and cred so i was a part of the cred mint product team uh, where it made me learn um, better you know how to make delightful products how to keep that user first approach uh, while building these uh, b2c products so all in all you know i was a normal engineering grad uh, i got introduced to stock markets i had experience in quantitative research uh, then i moved to product you know before starting out uh, stratzy oh okay okay mohit so that's nice uh, well first intro so since you are the co-founder of strategy so can you explain to benef- for the benefit of everyone that what uh, are the services or the product which uh, strategy is currently providing and what it plans to provide in future near future and what is the business model uh, out of it and how does the revenue part uh, comes in sure sure so strategy you know the uh, before coming to the solution i would like to tell more about the problem right so what happened was while we were teaching so many juniors about stock markets uh, we understood and this was like the most famous lecture uh, in all of the bitscova campus right uh, many people used to attend more people used to attend our lectures in the normal engineering lectures right so there was a very good crowd 300 400 people coming in to learn about stock markets and we figured out even after we taught them everything about stock markets uh, right so it was everything related to investing you can imagine right we used to teach derivatives trading commodities uh, cryptos and all and these lectures used to go uh, along the semester right but then we figured out yeah even after that many people were not investing right and and we dig deep into the data uh, into the reason and understood yaar even after you give them knowledge many people probably don't have the time and effort to put into investments right and uh, and they need a easier solution so that is when we dig deep into the data to understand that even though 
uh, we see all these new brokerage accounts being opened, 90% of the DMAT accounts are not active yearly, right? So now these people who are opening up brokerage accounts, these are very high intent users, right? They, they are, uh, so if you know the industry standards, the CAC or a CAC, customer acquisition cost for a KYC user is much higher, right? So now these KYC users have gone through the process. They have given their document. These are very high intent users. Still 90% of them are not investing, right? So we figured out there initially the question that India was facing was how to invest. Now that question has been solved by all of these tech brokers at scale who went on to become unicorns, right? Like Zeroda, Grow, uh, Angel and all of these other brokers. But then the question that India is facing right now is not about how to invest. Because uh, from the background that I was coming in, you know, working at a US-based hedge fund, we, we saw the ultra-rich and rich don't have these problems. They always have people uh, with them they have also have, they always have resources uh, and and you know technology favored uh, resources to help them navigate through the complexities of investing that is when that is where strategy comes into the picture and we say you know we want to empower retail investors we want to help them invest like the uh, like the people ultra rich and rich do right uh, we want to give them the kind of resources kind of products which uh, they have and, and that is how we got started with strategy now, uh, coming to the solution part, you know, we were very clear in our value proposition that, you know, we want to save the users the 90% of the time and effort that goes into investing, right? You don't have to research about stock market, uh, the next investing opportunity. You don't have to, uh, you know, sort of look on various news articles, uh, scrape through fundamental data sets and all. We do everything for you. So we have our own investment team, which is led by Mr. Prashant Parwalia. He has more than 18 years experience in the financial markets, uh, worked with leading brokerage firms before. Uh, then we have, uh, so under the investments team, we have a research and a quant team, right? So we were pretty sure that, you know, we have the team will bring you insights in an easily understandable manner, and then you can kind of invest into them. So that is how the product got built. Uh, if you talk about the current product, there are two uh, major things there, ideas and strategies. Now ideas could be short term, mid term, long term, right? And you can just go read about these ideas. These are uh, explained in a very easily understandable manner, right? I'll give you an example. So let's go back to pandemic 2020. Every doctor in India was prescribing paracetamol. Now there's only a company in India which makes a chemical required to make paracetamol. And the chemical required to make paracetamol, it's called ibuprofen. So our research team saw that ibuprofen commodity price is increasing, right? And that means that IOL chemicals will be making more revenues and uh, the stock price doubled, tripled in a couple of weeks, right? Now, this is an idea which I believe anyone can understand, right? Even someone who doesn't understand the technicalities of stock markets, they can understand these ideas. And, and that is what we do. Our research team works behind the curtain to bring you these insights in easily understandable manner. And then you can uh, sort of invest into them after reading about them uh, in our app, right? So there are short term, medium term, long term ideas uh, according to your time horizon. And then there are strategies which are like uh, ready-made portfolios, right? So these are ready-made portfolios uh, picked by a quantitative model. So we try to explain the quantitative model to the users in an easily understandable manner, right? So for example, there's something called seasonal stars. So what it does is, as you know, many businesses are seasonal in nature, right? For example, Wadilal, 
which is an ice cream company, it sells more during summers. Now, when it sells more during summers, the revenue shoot up, and that's why the stock price rises during specific months. So uh, you can invest into these ideas and strategies. Uh, that is about the current product. But if I talk about the vision, as I said, right, uh, vision has always been to help and empower the retail investors. And we believe, you know, going forward, the way investing will be done uh, will be very different from the way it is being done right now. And we want to empower or be the platform to, uh, to, to get the users and, uh, you know, kind of uh, help them navigate uh, into the next generation of investing. Right? And we believe there are two main things there in the next uh, version of investing. The first thing is uh, before the two main things, the, the other thing is there'll be two major asset classes, which will be stocks, equity and crypto. Uh, that is what the Gen Z millennial want, right? The other thing is, other two things. The the first thing is, you know, access to sophisticated investment products. So retailers don't have access to the products or the uh, the kind of technology that, you know, the rich and ultra rich have. So that's the first thing. We want to provide these sophisticated investment products to our uh, retail investors. Then the other thing is enabling collaborative investments, right? So we understand that retail, uh, uh, if you have seen what happened with Reddit, GME saga, right, uh, GameStop, and then what happened with crypto, uh, people have kind of collaborated on these investments, right? And going forward, we believe retailers especially want to do that more, right? Because uh, because they don't have access uh, to like hedge fund, they don't know how hedge funds and all of these things work, right? In institution, they also collaborate on certain investments, but then you don't, you never get to know about it. So retailers were missing or the retail investors are missing the connections, right? Uh, in which kind of they can collaborate on investments. So, so we believe these two will be the major things. Uh, and you know, that is, that is what, you know, we are building for, uh, and the overall vision of strategy, uh, is at the end of the day, you know, empowering, uh, the retail investors. Okay. Okay. Man. So since we know that, uh, you know, uh, HNIs, they are, you know, the large to get uh, investors. So they have easy access due to their, uh, maybe income part. So they could invest in maybe real estates or what and all the sophisticated products mean, but being a retail investor, uh, coming from a small ticket and a small background. So he would like to have a, like, let's say a, not uh, frequently actively trading stocks. Maybe they invest just for, as part of their uh, savings. So instead of saving in FDs, people are uh, currently moving in equity markets. Yes. So as a retail investor, so if uh, every time a rebalancing in a portfolio happens, because let's say you gave an example of a strategy here where seasonal uh, product, uh, seasonal uh, market, uh, seasonal sorry, equity portfolios are being made. So let's say these would be being rebalancing, right? So if uh, rebalancing happens frequently, so it is ultimately the retail investor who is going to lose because let's say if you are rebalancing, so a broker uh, may charge a brokerage, then there will be STTs, then there will be taxes on it. And maybe since you are also coming there, so you, you would also require some revenue over it. You would be charging few premium charges over it. So how, how would it ultimately benefit a retail investor? Let's say that, you are making it easily accessible all those products but still it requires a huge amount of money which not uh, everyone can bring over india because the per capita income in india is also very less got it got it first of all these ideas the idea, if you talk about the idea segment right these are single stock recommendations right so there the expense ratio is not much because it's a single stock recommendation right 
now there are mid term long term uh, sorry mid term short term long term ideas right so these long term ideas are for for people who have a time horizon of let's say one year plus right then you don't need to do rebalancing and all you can just uh, stay invested in that do a sip keep investing into it again and again right uh, that is about the idea segment so i don't believe idea segment it's uh, only one stock brokerage will be there so it's like a uh, similar to investing in a stock let's say reliance or something right for a long term medium term or short term now people who have long term view they they might invest in long term ideas right coming to strategies uh, they have a higher capital required itself right so you cannot invest 100 200 rupees there you have to invest at least 15 20000 and it is mentioned there that you know you require this amount of capital to invest into strategies and then uh, these strategies are optimized uh, to lower the brokerage cost in the back test it's the brokerage and the slippage trans uh, transaction costs are already incurred right so it's taken care of but i understand your point and that's why the first the first product that we have for any kind of investor coming in is the foundation portfolio or uh, the foundation portfolio is basically a bunch of etfs right so it's a equity gold and debt uh, uh, asset class Uh, a portfolio which consists of all of these asset class and it kind of rebalances uh, probably every quarter or so right depending on our proprietary wealth indicator so that's the first product that we pitch our users that you know if you're new to investing if you don't know much this is the way to go and and there there are no brokerage charge like etf is the i think the least expensive uh, asset class you could uh, probably invest in right so so that is uh, surely there uh but then uh, what we are doing is we are catering to every sort of investors right because there are people who want to take two three month bets right there are people who have higher capital and they want to uh, get into an actively managed product so we we have a wide range of products for everyone but then it doesn't mean that the products are for every kind of investor out there right the first investor should always start with the foundation portfolio who who doesn't understand anything who is probably new to investing they should start off with the foundation in portfolio and then you know explore the other products yeah okay so uh, being an entrepreneur so how how do you like taking the competition since uh, in this field there is a huge competition also there will be, will be having small cases which provide the same portfolio kind of thing which uh, you are also providing so what an entrepreneur should keep in mind uh, like should he take competition as a threat or uh, as in like uh, advantage towards it because uh, where in industry where competition increases so it's ultimately the customer who is going to get benefited yeah yeah definitely uh, competition is good right it's nice uh, and when a when a whole ecosystem is being built so if we talk about the advisory space or the research analysis space in india it is still in being in develop uh, it's still developing right it's not a developed as a brokerage space Or let's say the uh, neo banking space yet, or the insurance or the lending space, right? So it's good to have competitors. The reason being that they educate the markets. The small case did a great thing. They educated the markets for us. Uh, now people understand that some some sort of ready-made portfolios do exist. This is the user flow. I have to connect my brokerage account, and then I can invest, start investing. So it it makes our job easier to uh to be precise, right? But then uh of course you know you need to have a differentiation, right? in our case uh, we understand the millennial gen z population better and we are building for them right and uh, meanwhile they are building for 30s to 40s wala age right so uh, you should have a differentiation either in your product or in the target market we have in both 
we uh, we are building a different product our vision is different from them right and and uh, the target market is also different so competitors are always good uh, because they give you a benchmark uh, for your product right and if you're not able to beat your competitors means uh, you're probably not doing anything uh, valuable there so I, I think it's uh, you know good for the ecosystem in general okay okay Mauricio. Uh, we'll move on to the next session so well let's uh, go since you are a startup so a startup uh, requires like uh, it would require few networking or social skills uh, and uh, which is important part in startup because uh, if you do not network so you are losing out on something so what was the impact of networking which you had uh, on your startup definitely networking is uh, very important right because uh, even when you're trying to raise funds from angel capitalists or you are just trying to get more users if there is a referral if there are people vouching for you it just makes it more trustworthy right so if i'm a venture capitalist i want to invest in a startup you know i, I get tons of pitch decks right uh, to invest now there should be a differentiation so if if a pitch deck comes from someone uh, let's say a uh, jupiter ka founder or or a paytm ka founder or zomato ka founder to me or or some others uh, you know early stage startup founder too Right. If they give me that pitch deck and if they kind of make an introduction, uh, the the connection is much stronger. It, it because it's trusty. It is right. I, I would trust you more than I would kind of want to hear you more about because you come from a good referral, right? So it's good to have your network in there who can vouch for you, who can kind of even guide you. So we had some some of these mentors who uh, who guided us through the whole uh process of building a startup right and, and it's not that easy and for a newcomer especially uh, there are lots of mistakes that you can do right and the idea of having mentorship the idea of having uh, people in your network is to make sure that you do less and less mistakes over time right uh, and kind of learn your way through uh through the whole process so it's very important uh be it anything you know be it just running a startup uh if i have uh, some problem i can just go call someone uh in the ecosystem and try to understand better you know how can i solve for this problem or what would have they done if they faced this problem right so we keep talking with each other uh and and that's how you know you build your network uh it's 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 superbly uh important but then the problem is many people are not able to build that network right and we were uh pretty fortunate that we had the bits Pilani uh alumni network with us uh, there were many startup founders there uh I personally had been to Bangalore, so I know knew a few people working out of there and all. But then newcomers, they they will probably find it difficult. So the way to go about it is would be you know providing value and making connections, right? So so like some of my uh, internships earlier, uh, I used to just you know go to startup founders and say you know I think you might be facing these problems. Uh, I could help you in these problems, uh, or I could do something for you because. Uh, that's that's what will uh, get you their ears right uh, because these are busy people they don't have time to probably you know uh, talk with everyone in their inbox but then if there's something of their uh, convenience it's something that they need uh, they'll surely uh, you know kind of uh, interact with you so you provide something right and then you kind of make that network or you kind of make that connection which you can further use right and i lots of people they have dif difficulty connecting with vcs so the way to go about it would be you know uh, look at a vc's portfolio company uh, 
and uh, figure out if you can reach out to certain of those founders in the portfolio company and then say you know make an introduction uh, to the vc because what people do are uh, what people do is you know they they send cold emails and cold uh, uh, cold write ups and all but then you also need to understand that if i'm a vc i don't have time i i get uh, hundreds and hundreds of messages pitch decks and everything right so it doesn't differentiate you for me the first thing i might uh, reply you later and all that's the second thing the third, the main, most important thing is uh, I, how can i trust you right so if you come from a network if you come from a referral i would trust you much more and and yeah i think people should you know these uh, steps to build their network i mean correct so that's nice so since you are from bits uh, its background or even people from iit background have an not easy access i would say but uh, they kind of know where to go and approach for uh, funding or say even to build a team etc but for the people who are not from those backgrounds so how do they reach out like uh, you said cold mailing is not good so for them networking is the first option to do so can you walk us through your journey to funding like your first interaction with the vc how did that maybe that a discussion go and all those things sure so you know um, vc is there the job is to look out for the next gen startup right the job is to look for the next unicorn the next uh, big startup uh, for right so talk about what you're building it should only be about. the other thing is they look uh, towards all of these products right so if you have a app and you have you're getting good traction on your app uh, store uh, they'll reach out right so their job is to reach out to people right and so the first thing that comes here is you know talking about what you're building on social media and all talk uh, getting a users to talk about it right because what better introduction to a product than by its users so if your users are talking about you on social media and all these vc will find you they'll email you they'll try to reach out to you right so the first thing is inbound right uh, the other thing the second thing is the outbound uh, where you are trying to reach to the vcs right in that case uh, as i said uh, uh, we had like many startup founders uh, from my seniors and all who were from betgo and all i reached out to them i tried to try to connect with them understand you know how did they do fundraising and all for uh, we were in touch with some of these vcs initially due to inbound uh, you know they, they they were reaching out to you they were finding the uh, segment interesting and they were uh, they wanted to know more so we talked with a couple of them then and uh, we were kind of you know building our product along the way we were not looking to raise we were just interacting and understanding uh, about their thesis sharing more about what we were building and then slowly along the way uh, you know we showed our growth to them and uh, and they liked it and and that's why uh, we got one term sheet initially and then after that one term sheet uh, more and more people wanted to talk to us so they kept coming uh, and uh, there was this whole couple of i think 3 4 days uh, of the fundraise we were just talking and talking and i was repeating the same pitch almost 10 times a day right so there were uh, there were like so many people who so many venture capitalists who wanted to talk because that's the case so it's a very small ecosystem in india there are probably only 500 600 people in the whole vc ecosystem in india right if you take uh, all of the funds right so 
So, pe- so the news spreads fast, right? So if you get one term sheet, you'll get more and more people talking to you, right? So, so that's how it got started for us. We got one term sheet, then we got everyone talking to us. Uh, we kind of finalized the round uh, in the next couple of days and uh, we did our fundraise. But, but yeah, uh, I think, you know, like make a list of all the VCs in the ecosystem, make sure you know uh, most of them, right? Or they know uh, about you in some form or the other. Right, because what happens is um, when you're doing when you're going for fundraise, it's it's uh, it's very important that you have many options. So so that is uh, that that is something which is very important. But yeah, from a fundraising journey point of view, it was uh, basically you know getting in touch with them, talking about uh, talking about a startup with them, and then over the time showing them the growth. Uh, right, so you basically talk with them, understand them, make a personal connection, like you get into their contact list basically. So that, so if you're raising the next day or you're raising a couple of months after that, you you can just contact them and say, you know, hey, we are raising. Uh, so please give us our time. And and that's how, you know, we we, we did our fundraise. Uh, we just got in touch yeah. with them, showed our growth. And then, uh, uh, yeah, then we got the term sheets. So Mohit, uh, so you must have heard about like uh, Bharat-based controversy, Uber controversy, so funder-founder conflict, right? So right now it's just that we can't get investment from any VC, right? So how do how did you make sure that you're getting the right investor? You know, because since you're building a brand which can go in millions and billions, right? So how do you take care of that? Yeah, so uh, when you're talking with the people of the ecosystem, right? Uh, especially the founders you'll understand what kind of a VC experience did they have in our case you know uh, our leo our leo capital was our lead investor then titan capital and first check piston so titan capital they already had a big ecosystem coming in right uh, so all of these founders we talked with them and they like kunal himself kunal bell you know we talked with kunal bell and uh, when you talk with them you understand why are they investing into you. So these people, they were investing in the people, they were investing in our team, in our idea, right? And and that sort of made the repo with you. Uh, so we understood that they have a good uh, ecosystem. There are many founders vouching for them and it makes sense, right? That's a similar thing with First Check. There were many founders uh, who were, you know, building great companies who were vouching for First Check and their, um, uh, you know, their venture capitalists. Uh, our lead investor, Leo, uh, it is led by Mr. Rajul Garg, who who was uh, who founded Stripe Labs, right? And uh, sorry, Pine Labs. Uh, and he was the CEO of Pine Labs, and he built another company called Sunstone University. He built one more SaaS startup. Uh, so he built three big startups. Uh, he had he had been a part of Sequoia. Uh, people in Sequoia knew him, and uh, and we talked sort of talked with the team, and we understood yeah, that this. Uh, this team, even though it's a small team, the kind of insights that they bring in, the kind of uh, like, so you'll understand, you know, why are they investing into you? So their thesis, every VC, they have a thesis, right? So if I say, I want to do this, I want to do that. And this is my thesis. The uh, people in India are not getting the right access to investment products or something, right? If it matches with what VCs are thinking, that's when there's a connection there and they're investing in you for a reason right? and your vision, uh, they can understand your vision. So that's the f- first and the most important, uh, important part. Right. And we found that click with Leo capital. Right. And it was a no brainer for us that we want to go with them. Right. 
because uh, because you need investors who believe in your idea who believe in the team uh, in the team especially right and and uh, you can sort of make that take that relationship forward so yeah i think you know uh, if you ha- you can just talk to the portfolio companies of the vcs and try to understand how relevant are they in the ecosystem uh, for us uh, all three of them were very relevant to us and uh, and we yeah, we couldn't have asked for more yeah so that's correct so as we are running uh, over time so we just have two questions from the audience so we have asked people on what they want to ask you and stuff so first one is from chandu wadla so she is asking that basically off from bits pilani right your placement must be good so how did you like you must have got opportunity in the fang companies or big fours or uh, bbm the consultancy companies so what made you reject those uh, multiple lakh offers and start your own startup yeah so uh, unfortunately i didn't reject any lakhs of offer i i had no offer because i was looking <laughs> for placements so i i was pretty, so in my final year uh, we had to do a thesis and we came to mumbai me and my co-founder gorav and we set up uh, we took an apartment here we were working on the product and i i i didn't set for the placements uh, because i wanted to work on this right uh, in between i did set for one company but then uh, even while during the process i was feeling uh, so i was not feeling good right i was feeling ki no there is something that i don't want to do still i am doing it and uh, and but but i understand what chandu is trying to say right uh, because there were many people around in and around me who, who wanted to first get that exposure right they wanted to get a good job a stable job and and that is with everyone right so i think it's not bad right because uh, it depends on on lots of things right there are lots of factors i think i was pretty privileged because i didn't had any kind of you know family issues and all some people do have family issues so they have to take up a job right they cannot take that kind of a risk uh, the other thing was i i started earning uh, since my second year of college so i paid my whole, whole college fee myself right uh, while i was working for this us based hedge fund so so i had no kind of a student loan or something right uh, i had taken care of my own finances i i had money uh, to take care of myself of living in a new city renting an apartment doing all of those things right so so i was pretty uh, privileged in that sense too that you know i, uh, I had my own uh, money that i could live on so so that is something which was interesting right and at that time taking a job was not the uh, it was not a priority for me right because uh, i felt you know i could take up any job but then uh, am i passionate about it uh, will be the question right so uh, so that is something that pushed me to you know start strategy uh, but but i think people should uh, take this decision wisely you know because there are family issues there are uh, financial issues some people have student loans and it's not necessary to start a startup right out of college you can even take your time you can uh, you know do cop- uh, work in the corporate sector and get some experience because those experiences really help you make less mistakes right and you can move faster so uh, yeah so i i didn't reject any offer i had no offers okay okay mohit so uh, we ha- will have uh, one more question from uh, mr ankush danuka 
so since uh, most of the co- startups uh, which are coming in so they are mostly built by young people so who are uh, currently maybe doing a undergrad or a post grad kind of thing so there uh, comes a picture of time being a constraint sometimes so how do you effectively manage the time so that uh, it's possible to run that extra mile over it and uh, to take care uh, that the academic grades and all are not coming down and your startup is also going well? yes so i think your time gonna uh, there are a couple of things for the first thing is what is important to you right so for for me first year first semester academics was something important but then after the first semester i i didn't look at academics because i uh, because what happened was you know i in my first semester i studied a lot and still i got a 7.37 uh, cgpa and what happened used to happen in the dual degree is that you need if you get a good cgpa you'll get cs everyone wanted computer science because then you can get a good better job right so so i i i was I worked a hard i worked very hard and still got 7.37 whereas uh, the cutoff would be around 8 so i thought you know there's no point in studying anymore and so i left studying at all after the first semester second semester i scored a 5.7 and then once you score a 5.7 then uh, there's no going back right you can just stay chill in that uh, whole uh, uh, year or uh, the whole semester and all but so I, i was uh, not looking at academics as as a thing which i want to excel in right uh it was it was okay for me to just uh, kind of make uh, certain grades and get out of it but then i was trying to find uh, what i sh- what i should do next right and and this is when i landed into finance stock markets quantitative research and all which i kind of like uh, i was also liking the startup uh, but it, we didn't have any idea we were just figuring out things then so i think our um, everyone has 24 hours in the day right but then you need to decide what are the things that matter to you the most right uh, i'm not saying everyone should leave their academics academics are important and many people want to excel in their academics right and that that is the right thing to do but for me i think i had plenty of time i uh, because uh, 24 hours i was doing nothing uh, i was just uh, sitting in my college room uh, uh, opening up my laptop just नो फिगरिंग आउट कि और क्या देख सकते हैं और क्या पढ़ सकते हैं और क्या सीख सकते हैं राइट सो फॉर मी इट वाज द केस वी हैड 0% अटेंडेंस पॉलिसी सो आई डिडंट यूज्ड टू अटेंड द लेक्चर्स टू राइट एंड देन आई वाज जस्ट हैंगिंग अराउंड विद फ्रेंड्स एंड देन इन माय रूम स्टडीइंग अबाउट और रीडिंग अबाउट समथिंग वाचिंग अ वीडियो और समथिंग राइट एंड दैट दैट्स हाउ मेजॉरिटी ऑफ माय यू नो कॉलेज वेंट बाय But but then yeah, but I think that's the scene, right? Everyone has twenty four hours. It's all about what what is important to you. What do you want to learn more about? Uh, and uh, in time. But but if I talk about right now, right, it's very important to manage time, right? Because there are various aspects of the business that you want to give time to. And couple of uh couple of tips uh that I would give to you know kind of manage time is, I think Google Calendar have uh. like kind of uh, in, induced a calendar in ourselves right because initially before pandemic people didn't used to look at calendars but ab aisa hota hai ki when i the day the, the moment i wake up i see my calendar first ki aaj kahan kahan pe kaun si kaun si meet hai right so so that kind of introduces a element of uh, discipline to your uh, daily thing right so i think use it to the maximum right make sure that you are giving uh, enough time to the things uh, you want to do right and then the other thing is you know uh yeah i think fo- i believe in focused work more 
right so there were days when uh, i would relax for a day or two right doing nothing just chilling out but then the next two three days I, i'll work with focus right so i i think uh, productivity creativity they come in spurts right and not a, it's not a constant uh, graph it's like a spurt which comes and goes right so and you need to make sure you're doing the most then so uh, that is the way that i work you know i think don't stress yourself too much about being productive every day but then uh, when you are being productive make sure that you know you get the maximum work done and uh, kind of uh, navigate the whole week so the week should be productive the uh, there should be weekly targets and all uh, but don't stress yourself too much uh, because you know your body also needs stress sometimes Well, that's wonderful moit so thank you for joining us and uh, send our regards to gaurav as well as he was kind enough to revert back to our invite as well so wonderful having you man uh, we'll see we may cross roads in future you know no thank you so much gopal and sunil yeah. wish you uh, very best luck uh, mohit so yeah. we have a line in uh, corporate law where it says that uh, men may come and men may go but the company goes on forever so we should that kind of luck for uh, your company also where it goes on forever and uh, empowers the retail investors thank you so much uh, we we really wish for that and it was great chatting with you and you know being here a uh, part of this forum okay so see wonderful you. wonderful having bye bye cool so thank you everyone watching uh, we'll come back next uh, month with an another podcast so thanks more thanks sunil yeah thank you